up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 9.15, Weed Killer, where we are covering the novel Summer Night. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Golf. Last week was supposed to be Sierra, not golf. I can't spell and I can't do math. This week, golf. Chapter 20. Harry battles it out with the chlorophyne. In a desperate move, Dresden uses a wind spell to knock the monster under a set of metal shelves, temporarily detaining it. Harry joins back up with Murphy, and the two head back into the store. Okay, so since our last episode, you've been to a Walmart. Are you okay with the way that a Walmart is? <laughs> I did not go mention the garden center, though. <laughs> How but- tall were the gates? <laughs> Can we confirm they could trap a Harry Dresden, though? <laughs> you well, are yeah. okay with that? <laughs> no, it wasn't the trapping. It was just really how far would he have had to climb. I mean, it's still awkward getting over a chain link fence. It was just, did he really have to climb, or is it like almost at his height and he just had to you know, get up and over it? That would still be a climb, though. But not as much as if it was like 10 feet and still twice as tall as him. Regardless. Anyways, yes. <laughs> Whatever. I still have a couple of issues with it, but we'll get to that, I'm sure, as we... <laughs> Walmart logistics. I love it. Well, okay, but so even... Because when they pass the ghoul going... So he's like, we exited out... Because I double-checked that, too, and I was like, were they still in, like, the just the garden section inside? But he's like, no, we went out the doors to the garden center. So how come there's an extra chain leak fence gate in... The separate fenced-off chain link garden center, because they were in the garden center when they fought the ghoul, and then Grum came out, and then they split up, and then he ran around the garden center into this section of it, and Grum slammed it and locked him in. Okay, so the way that I picture it is there is a garden center inside the Walmart, and there are doors for the nice summertime months that open out into an outdoor area. See, and that's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. I was like, maybe that's what. But just upon re-listen to it. But those he are says just, they went. They're just metal fences. You could just like you could re you could close them wherever you wanted to if you are super strong. Okay, it's just metal fence. <laughs> Except he that says the Walmart he- <laughs> is still a thing. I, well, she brought it up. It didn't have to be. I didn't think it was going to be a thing. I thought she would just accept it and be done with it. I didn't realize she still wanted to fight about it. It's, I'm not fighting. I'm just. This is where we were. This, this is this. I was reread listening. I was re-listening again to this part because we're not done. And then I was like, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it was like a thing. But I'm like, I very specifically was paying attention. And it says that they go, went out past the ghoul slash employee through the doors into the garden center. So if it's just that seasonal section of the store, like none of, like the whole store is open. There's no blocking off. You don't go doors into the pharmacy. You don't go through doors into the toy section, right? So this, to me, made it sound like they have exited into that outside where it's all the chain link. But now the baby trees are so important that they actually need a separate 
gate that you can close because it said he closed the gate and twisted the lock. <laughs> he didn't just move a piece of, he didn't just bend the fence around. He's like, he shut it and twisted the latch so that he couldn't okay. open it and come out. And yes, there's two set, there's two outdoor so, garden centers and they've got a fence between them, okay? This is just, yeah, this is just an extra locked and gated set within the locked and gated area. Yeah. He's a big boy. He doesn't need Murphy to hang around. He's a big boy. He can look <laughs> after himself. And then Chit starts making noise, and he's like, damn it, Harry, when will you learn to keep your mouth shut? He gets shaken around like a maraca. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he does wear a lot of jewelry. <laughs> okay, but the opening of this is like the bat. I remember just howling the first time I read this, too. Oh, the, 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 plant, mo- <laughs> the plant monster. No, wait, I couldn't possibly refer to that thing as a plant mo- monster. I'd be the laughingstock. The chlorophene lifted me up and shook me like a set of maracas. Yeah, I laughed pretty hard at that one, too. <laughs> Plant monster. I can't. There's no, I can't. Uh, chlorophene. <laughs> Dresden knowing he has to go and report all of this to Morgan at the end of this book. <laughs> you know, and again, right. just detailing his escapades, right? It's like, but I love how, you know, he's like, it's not just like he comes up with, he's like, ah, oh, something I heard Bob throw out. So it's totally got to be a thing. This is totally legit, like, Latin scientific term for it. <laughs> so I'm waiting for even further down the road when we meet the real chlorophene. He's like, I hear you stole my name for some stupid plant monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it could just be that whole, you know, subspecies of, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Dresden manages to throw his shield bracelet around himself just just before the uh, the chlorophene tosses him into a fence. I think with, without the shield, it would have broken my back. Well, yeah. Hmm. Would not want that. No. <laughs> um, he didn't really bounce off. <laughs> like, well, good for you. But yeah, not doing good. Luckily, when you're fighting this thing and throwing it around into all sorts of different metal constructs, helps you realize that it's part of the Fey world when he starts burning a little from touching these metal fences and aisles and shelving yeah he starts trying to fling some stuff at it and uh yeah notices that it starts going zappy he's like ah so then he figures he can just do that and i love how he's still sort of doing it's not quite the marbles on the floor but he's still just like you know the flinging shit off the shelf (laughs) but yeah basically has to drop everything else because he's like so he's still got again the concentration spell up on his mind fog which again Mm -hmm. make yourself a damn charm harry so he can't do the concentration spell on, like, his his shield and stuff like that, too. And he needs to gather whatever else. He basically lets every, you know, runs fast enough to try and get away from it, um, such as he can. And then puts everything into this big, massive wind spell, which is a bigger one than we've seen him do. Because it's not just the little Ventus recess that we normally see. He gets some Vento, Vento, Ventus going thing and brings the whole entire fucking racking down on this thing. So yeah, because he's like, and he kind of makes a good point, because he's like, he's like, like the shield isn't helping me a whole lot. This thing's still pounding me around. Like yes, it's preventing broken bones otherwise, but it's still not. Um, and he's like, if it just keeps going at me, it's gonna fail anyways, right? So he's like, right. it's either gonna catch me and I'm gonna be dead, so it doesn't really matter. I might as well just give up on it and try and push everything into this and hopefully get ahead of the game. Otherwise, I'm hooped anyways, right? But yeah, manages to finally bring the whole thing down. But it's not. It's. Still not good enough. Still not good enough. No. <laughs> As he puts it temporary down. at best. Yeah. So he get which again, right? Like it's the things like this that help give you a bit more. You know, because again, I'm all like, oh yeah, plant monster running around, you know, little trees. And he, he does say it's like bigger than Grum. And again, in the apartment he established, the ogre was around 12 feet tall. So okay, that's almost double Harry because Harry's slow under seven. <laughs> so he's taller so, than the fence. <laughs> so he's taller. Than, so so Grum's got to be taller than the fence. <laughs> How tall is just 
a regular Walmart, though. <laughs> That's it. We're going to Walmart. Those things are like 20 feet high, man. <laughs> Which is funny because I have actually been involved in the construction of a Walmart. So I know. The, Clearly the, not the garden center. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I yeah, really was not the garden center, obviously. But the inside ceilings are really fucking tall. And this thing, he says, is bigger than the ogre. Right. I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah, like, and, and I tend not to. Like, I just, I don't know my mind just automatic. Because, again, I tend to sort of envision Grum more often in his original introduction as the thug. I tend to picture him more as, like, a big, burly dude in the bowl, you know, as opposed to a 12-foot-tall ogre, right? So I don't, uh, like, maybe sort of as big, but I, I forget to sort of, like, double him Stay above him Dresden. Yeah, and then same thing. Like, you know, you see this, you imagine some kind of, you know anthropomorphic Christmas tree thing shape. And again, most of our Christmas trees, because we have to fit them in our houses, are like seven, eight, nine. Which makes, makes Murphy sound like a complete midget if you put her into the mix then, too. Because oh, like, she's li- like little. Oh, five little. She's going to come up to its knees. So so if, if you took Murphy and stacked her on top of Dresden, they'd almost be as tall as Grum. Yeah. Because he's 12, she's 5 foot, and Justin's almost 7 foot. <laughs> right. So you literally, literally, like, Grum is, like, an entire Murphy taller than, than Dresden. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right? That really puts it in perspective. Uh, Thank you. I know, right? You're like, she, you know, when they talk about her, like, you know, jump, like, coming up to their knees and shit, but it's like, no, literally on this guy, she's, like, literally me high to an ogre. You know? It is... <laughs> actually bigger than that right Rockefeller Christmas tree yeah right so it's like oh crap man you know so again I'm like yeah I guess that because you think again I am familiar with how big and heavy the Walmart racking is so that you would think like that's gonna take down you know you think your little fir tree out in the backyard or whatever you know you're like yeah you dump a thing on that that's but then when you're like oh I guess when it's like triple the you know like you're getting 15 feet probably at least I don't know I'm like okay yeah I guess maybe even a big racking like that would not necessarily right I don't think I got the scope of the size because of how it was described how it was being created with um using small shrubs and small trees I think small fiend yeah again like like comparable to Dresden but not like I've got like giants you know Godzilla in my head and I've got dragons in my head Everything else is much smaller. Nothing else can be as big as a dragon or a giant in my head. Everything yeah. else has to be human-sized. Just about, Outside right? Of those two things. <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean, I no think, I've, I think yeah. I've sort of flipped back a little bit, you know, on reads of it. Because, you know, when he does occasionally, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but again, I've never really exactly, like, stopped to think, wait a minute, just how fucking massive is this? Like, this thing is, especially, like you say, when you think they're all flailing around, you know, and it's, like, grabbing him and tossing around. I'm like, that's like us, like, you know, what, grabbing, like, grasshoppers or something? I don't know, maybe a kitten or something. But you know what I mean? Like, when you suddenly put dark. it into... It is dark. Well, okay, I'm trying to think size-wise, <laughs> like, what would, you know what I mean? Because, you know, like, I'm not grabbing an ant and picking it up and, like, flinging it against the fence. I'm like, there's not that much dexterity if you're that much bigger than it, you know? And really, the ant would be fine. <laughs> but, and the ant would be, you, you know what I mean, right? But you're like, okay, I guess maybe something, you know, in relation to, like, asking the size of, like, a kitten or something. I was like, I guess, you know, big enough you can get your hands on it, but you're still hugely bigger than right. it. And right, right. So he manages to bring all the stuff and crap, and it's big, and it's heavy, and there's a bunch of steel. Not 100% to take this thing actually completely out. Yeah, which, but, yeah but pins it. But pins gives it. Him, gives him an opportunity to try to get out. Yes. Figures out the, uh, the, the, the the fence is mangled enough that he can't get through it, so he tries to climb it. I know. It's like, <laughs> maybe he didn't screw it up that badly. Yep, yep, he did. <laughs> and then a limping Murphy comes to Harry. Yeah, one of those bastards must have thrown a bunch of marbles on the floor. <laughs> I know, he's like, oh my god. 
Murph, did you get shot? Like, no, why? He's like, you're limping. <laughs> that uh, part also made me laugh very hard. Uh, and yeah, and just the whole thing. And he's like, and she's like, oh my God, that was you. He's like, well, it was a plan. She's like, that's not a plan, Harry. That's a Looney Tune. <laughs> Much like Jess said last episode, you're like, blasting people with bullets doesn't, you know, knock them back. That's just like for comic books and, and <laughs> movies, you know? <laughs> Murphy's literally like, that is a Looney Tune. <laughs> you are. Call a spade a spade. So, right. So she's like, well, what have you been up to? And he's like, hmm, Dex's cage match? I won. And then you start hearing the thing shifting and grinding. He's like, hmm, rematch doesn't look good. <laughs> so he's like, here, you like, like get like a, ra- a rake or something and like, you know, hold the bar. Because he's trying to climb out the fence when she comes in, hold, like waving the gun around. And he just like, you know, puts up his hands and like probably falls off the fence. So he's like, here, can you can just hold up the barbed wire for me now and I'll like climb up and like wriggle through it. And she's like, dude, uh, uh, 20 feet from <laughs> you know. I, I do like that moment next where she, uh, like she runs and goes get the bolt, bolt cutters and I could kiss you, I said. Murphy grinned. You smell like manure, Harry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let the casual flirting begin. Yeah. Like, oh. This is really like, funny, though, because one time me and mom got locked out of a car. And oh, we had to call the God. locksmith. And he comes and he just goes to the other window and, like, flicks up the side. Like, right through, like, I don't know. It was very easy what he did. He just had, like, the slightest little, like, stick. And he just flicked it through the window. And opened. We're like, oh, yeah. I guess we just could have gone to any of the stores around us and asked for a stick. <laughs> like, <laughs> easily gotten like anything to do that but it's just like we were both just like only way to do this is a locksmith there's uh, no other thinking that we can do and Harry's just like yeah, we're gonna well, need to rake we we're gonna did, need to pop it, this open in all fairness through. because the windows were cracked like a little bit I did try like pushing down on the window to see if I could get it to give and go down but yes I did not think it would be that easy to like jimmy the lock on my cards although I will say at least at least it doesn't end with he just went around to the passenger side and opened the door the, the car yeah, was fully locked. It was fully locked, but like he literally just stuck his stick through the window and like and then up the managed lock managed right. to hook the the lock. I was like, yeah, I was like, extremely mm, easily. Yeah, like I was five like, seconds. Fuck, we should have gone and bought like a fly swatter or something. <laughs> yeah, but they're professionals. They're supposed to make things look easy. Yes, that is true. But it was still frustrating. So, well, we were basically like, yeah, the only way to do this is to get a rake and a handyman, and they're gonna have to jiggle for them. No, yeah. just go get a stick, idiot. <laughs> no, she's like, no bolt cutters. Let me just get you out of there. So snip, snip, snip. So Murphy does tell Dresden about the shooter covering the exit. And Dresden figures that Grum is probably watching the back, which is fair assessment. Yeah. When they're all... And I like how they, they just have to come back to it more time, too. Murphy's like, she's like, when it starts making noise, and he's like, yeah, we, we gotta get this. Heck, like, getting out is still our first priority. Like, we gotta move. And she's like, what is that thing? And he's like, chlorophene. And she's like, a what? And he's like, Ugh. Plant monster. Idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who doesn't know what that is? Yeah, right. Fuck Murphy. Like, I have to tell you anyways, aren't I? Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, we're going to basically just be like pop-ups in a shooting gallery kind of a thing. Like with all this fog and the store all lit up. Like we're going to come out against the whole thing, right? He's like, all right, I got it. And she's like, this better be better than the fucking Looney Tunes plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 21 
Dresden and Murphy fight off Grum using conventional methods, but Murphy gets injured during the attack. Harry goes to get the Blue Beetle to get Murphy to safety, but is forced to deal with the Chlorophyne. Dresden retrieves Murphy and has to deal with the final attack from both the Fiend and an unknown gunman. They survive the ordeal and are able to make their escape from the scene. So my favorite part about Harry and the fairies is when he like instantly puts himself Shakespearean. He always is just like, he cannot talk to them without making himself do the IVU there for I yes. It's just very funny that like he puts up with that as much as he does. Because normally Harry's just like, fuck you, I'll talk how I want. But it's like, when it's these guys, he's like, verily the fool, the I, The archaic whatever. old language. Yeah. Yes. Get thee from my, no, oh. Get thee to an nunnery. I mean, <laughs> that's not it. Oh, st- stand me from thy path, lest I grow weary of thee and bereft thee of thee life. Thy life? The fact that you just said that without looking makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird sentence to have memorized. <laughs> We've been on this book for a while. I've listened to these <laughs> chapters every night. For a while. <laughs> Plus, it's just fun. Lest I bereft thee of thee life. Thy life. But yes. I'm going to yes. say that when I kill you. He's going to help No, you can say it for me because you've got it memorized. <laughs> What's my line? Please do not bereft me of my life. <laughs> I love it. I will be the one to kill you one day. <laughs> that is my right. <laughs> Uh, I don't doubt it. So yeah, so Grum's basically like, whatever, puny mortal. <laughs> like, your spell flame doesn't worry me. Like, we already proven it does jack all. And meanwhile, Murphy comes, you know, like, you know, like for because he kind of takes notice of Murphy first, because she comes out just ahead, but she's got, like, the car blanket wrapped around her, and she's hobbling along on her wounded leg or whatever, and then that's when Harry starts all speechifying, and so he kind of ignores Murphy and goes back to Dresden and is like, oh, please... And while he's making this whole big show of it, fucking Murphy <laughs> drops the blanket and woo, rips the cord on a chainsaw. <laughs> I love that moment. It's just like not. This is like everybody's fantasy, right? We're Nothing all like, by halves here at all. It's like, whoo. Right? We're all like, when the apocalypse comes, I'm fucking holding up in a. In a Walmart with Walmart. a chainsaw? <laughs> yeah, because, right, you got everything, especially the American ones, because you even have, like, your booze and everything and your firearms there. But, yeah, exactly. They're just taking advantage of, like, she's like, let me go get some bolt cutters and cut you out of well, Let me just go grab a chainsaw. <laughs> you know? There was, like, that article that came out a few years ago of, like, two teenage boys managed to get themselves locked inside a Walmart and ate everything. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, like, they just, like, went ham. They're like... Obviously, we're hiding and just trying to be idiots, and they fully got themselves locked in, and they were like, great, it's all ours. <laughs> right? And they, yeah, like, just went through the fucking junk food aisle or whatever like that, right? Had the time of their life. That's hilarious. Right? I bet. I mean, like, yeah, like, you locked my children in a Walmart. I'm not paying this bill. Be more responsible next time. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> so, yeah, I very much like, like, free pickings. Right? You a chainsaw? You got a chainsaw. Well, and yeah, it's right. Very Fallout, Fallout Four, you know, where it's just like blonde lady with a chainsaw. Let's go! <laughs> oh god, and she gets into the back of his knees too. What an awful description. Oh, I know, it's <laughs> gross. But I love how too, it's like the cop, and she's like, whatever, we'll just. But I'm like, oh, this must fall into that whole, you know, self defense, like apocalypse mode kind of a thing. You know, she's like, yeah, I'm totally just like stealing shit from the wall. I mean, I'll leave it all here. But you know, she's just like, whatever. I need to survive this situation. I'm Clearly, gonna use she's whatever. thought of this stuff right? before. It's, it's, it's like Boy Scout, you know. <laughs> It's like wise in the use of all resources. 
tactical <laughs> planning. Right? What would mm. happen if I got stuck in a Walmart? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Chainsaw. What mm. happened if I got stuck in, like, Willy Wonka's factory with, like, cable? I need to figure out how to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I simply would not try to drink from the Chocolate River, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Murphy a la MacGyver. Yes. And yes, it's gross, and it's ew, and it's just the way she's, like, it just chews yeah. across the back of this. When ectoplasm, when it goes away, the chainsaw will still be brand new, right? <laughs> it just bucks it up again if it weren't for the gas. I was going to say, I was it. like, it won't be covered in blood if it's just covered in ectoplasm, right? And if you used it on the chlorophene, it's supposed to cut through wood, so that wouldn't make it all gross and bloody, right? Maybe, yeah. So maybe by the end of this, I, but, like, other than the fact that it's cut out of its tags, it should be good to go. I don't know that Quorum would be ectoplasm, though, because he's the He's from the Never Never. He's from the Never Never. But he isn't a construct? I don't know how it works. Right. Yeah. yeah, right, because it's the magical constructs that do it, that, isn't it's, it? Well, because well, like, not like, real things turn to ectoplasm. Yeah, because he's, he's talking real about, like, the dust and stuff. Because when Murphy's like, oh, that stuff is just goo, and he's like, well, when the magic is inhabiting it, it's as good as real. But when the magic is not, and right. then he's like, sometimes there's going to be anyways, because, like, dust and things. So and I guess dust from it, the never-never is still... And you don't... Grum doesn't need magic to keep himself in, in form. But everything that Harry's tried to kill from the never-never has turned to ectoplasm. So if they successfully kill Grum, will Usually he then turn into ectoplasm? Mm. I'm thinking, or do oh, the yeah. fairies have to come, like, retrieve his body before the mortals find an ogre in their Walmart? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to, yeah. I guess that's what SAI would be called, to be like, we found an ogre, and they'd be like, it's just a guy in a Halloween costume, guys, you're all good. Well, yeah, this is, this <laughs> Party is... turns into little ogres and run away! <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is a good, because I wonder sometimes, because there are things, like, obviously SI does find things around sometimes, but as they usually... That's the, why in the process, because he's like, yeah, because he's like, you know, like fairies steal babies and like trolls live under bridges. But you're right. Do they are they usually finding the actual corpses or just the human reality Presence kind? Out. Because like you say, like I was just gonna say about the dust. And, well, the dust isn't. I mean, does it exist in the never never? Because there's magic, you know. Because he's saying like if some of that comes through, if you open a portal, there's gonna be a little bit of goo. But I'm like, well, there nobody's really like magically infusing the dust it's just part of the never never that came in and then got cut off from it so i'm not sure right because part of me is like just grum is the embodied he is that being the troll is in the real world but yeah i don't know then being that it is a magical being from there would he completely resort to we might have to look for for little examples i was was like i'm sure there's i'm sure there's examples that will have to come up whether or not we get a body or not at the end of the fight but i gotta yeah remember to be thinking about that because off the top of my head, I can think of a whole lot of guys who's fought, can't remember where their body dropped. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or just go on our Discord and tell us right away. Right? Oh, they will tell us. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> they, they, oh, by the way, it's this. <laughs> have you been in the Discord lately? Because they have got lots to say about the Walmart construction. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been comments about. <laughs> I, I've seen sort of that headlines. I haven't had a chance to go in. One of them's actually going to go to a Walmart and take video. <laughs> yeah. See, this is actually what it looks like. <laughs> I know there was one comment that the Lowe's fences are definitely that high, but she wasn't sure about the... The Walmart as such. And so, yes, I have We know some of you seen. are specifically in Chicago right now. Go to the, your own Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, before they transfer over to the non-garden so, center okay. time of year. So, Harry was over at the Rothschild Hotel. Murphy, he established, lives in Buckstown. So, you have to find a Walmart that was within 20 minutes of each of those places because that's where they met up in that time frame. So, you can go and find the specific Walmart. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. 
So Grum falls to the ground, uh, but continues chase from a prone position and manages to manages to unfortunately injure Murphy. For, yeah, crawls after her and trips her up by the leg anyway, so wrenches it further. Yeah. Which ow! But she does get get away, which is yeah, yeah good. Uh, yes, which again just painful on all sorts of le- you know like yeah. it doesn't, it's she's got to twist and wriggle and you know sneaks out or slips out of her sneaker to get free of it. I'm like, but oh, she's going at, for everybody's oh. knees right now. Yeah, right. Bam. Right? You take out my knee, I take out your knee. Kerrigan's so, all the way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Harry steps back into it. So he's like, yo, hey, ugly, right? Trying to get him to leave Murph alone. And he's still got, you know, his hand cupped around this this fire or whatever. But he pulls out his, his left hand from behind his back. And he's got a nice big old, not to name name, super soaker, right? And uh, apparently loaded with the gasoline. <laughs> So he sprays him down. So that pisses him off. But he's like, whatever, it's not going to do anything. So his eyes are all, like, swollen from, like, gasoline in them. So he's irritated and it's gross. But he's That still, shit burns. That shit burns. But he's still like, your fucking spell fire is not going to do jack to me. Like, so whatever. This is just irritating. I'm still going to rip you limb from limb. And then Harry does the big reveal. And it's not, he's not just cupping magical flames in his hand. He's cupping a nice big old burning thing of Sterno. <laughs> and he just whips that at him. And... <laughs> Conventional fire. Can way to go. Right. It's like, good thing I have this plain old vanilla fire. <laughs> so <laughs> Grum doesn't like it and disappears straight in the fairy. Fuck this shit. I'm gone. Yeah, I was this fu- right, because he's all like whatever, whatever, whatever. But then yeah, now that he's completely doused in gasoline and set on with very real fire, now he's like, Well shit. And <laughs> this changes the game a little bit. <laughs> so Murphy's like, Great, is he gone? He's like, Well, he's gone for now. <laughs> you know, for the like, moment. We we didn't kill him, he just, you know, hopped back to fairy. So, yeah, so now she thinks she's broken something. Yeah, she cannot move. Yeah. Not happening. So she's like, it's okay, I'll just hop on the other one. And gets, like, two feet, and then she's like, bad, bad, hopping, bad idea. Nope. (laughs) So Tristan's like, okay, no problem, I'm just gonna have to uh, ditch you here and go get the car, because we still gotta get away faster than, like, so they know that the, the, the chlorophene is still coming at them at some point. Murphy does offer her gun, and then she has her backup pistol, which, of course... Murphy's got a girl gun. Murphy's got a girl gun. <laughs> She's like, I have small ankles, okay? <laughs> I do love their dynamic, that it's that it's getting very, very teasy and pokey. Right, it gets... And this, they've always kind of had this, but again, it's that good, because, you know, even just at the start of this scene, Murphy was freaking out and getting all right. He's like, you know, like, like even when he showed up at her house, he's like, Murphy doesn't usually pass up opportunity to, like, trade barbs and things right and she was all like depressed and moody at her house and then she was getting free right so exactly this is their thing right this is their <laughs> comfort level she's like okay yeah she's doing all right right if she can trade the jokes back and forth she's not freaking out inside her head as much right but when it also seems that with this book the 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 relationship between them is much lighter like it's got there there was so much tension in the other one between them because of circumstances but now right. it's just kind of like you see this friendship that they actually have that was only kind of hinted yeah, at before because there's less of that whole shit going on behind right she doesn't feel like what are you not telling me now she knows what he's not telling her or not right she's like really she they've got, bonded they've bonded just that little bit more exactly and in the last ones yes because as you know you said before it was kind of dresden going into the cop cases and then like as of grave peril in this one it's murphy coming into dresden's cases it's the same mm-hmm. thing right where she was all like hey does any doubt what are you having what are you not telling? right whereas now it's kind of like okay yeah, i'm playing in your world now she's like i don't have as much stake and i don't have to feel like you know, if you're not telling me shit, it's not costing me my 
case or investigation or whatever, right? Well, another point of it is that it's like when it's even the cop world, even if it's like Murphy's got a fight against IA or whatever, she's, you know, that's still her role as her people. It's kind of like, you know, if Harry tries to butt in or anything like that, he's still fighting against cops. Whereas like, this is a little bit more like they're not fighting against each other's people. It's like a common enemy, you know, where it's not like... You know, Harry's like, no, 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 I want bad things to happen to these guys. And Murphy's like, great, good. Like, <laughs> yeah, now let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I'm not really sure what this is, but if I just keep shooting enough bullets or throwing enough, I will take it down, right? So, so like caveat, okay, there are no Rothschild hotels in Chicago. However, it places. is said to be a hotel set up in the nice apartments on Lake Michigan, which is Googleable. And between Buckstown and uh, the nice apartments on Midtown, blah, 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 there are four Walmarts. Only one of them is a super center, so I've chosen that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, Walmart in Chicago on Diversity Avenue. (laughs) What an appropriate place, too. No, Diversity. Diversity. Oh, Sorry, I can't read. Diversity would have been more fun. You know, you have your little female cop, you have your tall male wizard, you have your ogres, you have your chlorophyll. It's very diverse, this whole (laughs) They have a 4.1 Google rating. (laughs) Not bad. Nice. I like it. Okay, folks, get on that. Dresden tells Murphy, I'll tell you if it's me. Some of, some of these bad guys can play dress up. So if you aren't sure who it is, why wouldn't they just set up some kind of password or something at this point? Because any of the other guys that's dressed hey, up, it's me. hey, it's me. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Exactly. And I mean, it's also like, again, I'm like, is this for the benefit of anybody that jumped in here? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Murphy's aware of that. Have a that safe was word. Whole, like, kumquat. Right? That was the whole point of her trauma in the last book, is that something showed up wearing your face. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Murphy is now very familiar with the fact that some of these things can play dress up. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Obvious, Captain Obvious. <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. And exactly. It's like, I'll just tell you it's me. It's like, yeah, where's where's the kumquat? You know? <laughs> like, it was the, what is the, you know, specific that in this moment is gonna, right? Um, so he goes out trying to find the car and hopefully not get shot and this so yeah she's like she gives him his gun he's not doing the no 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 no. you keep it she's like no 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 I'll be, she's like it's been useless and part of me is like then why are you doing it? she's like but there's somebody out there with a gun if he's got a gun then he's human you're like okay yeah fair that's probably right and then yeah she's like well i still i can't right and she's like dude i got my little bat cup like fine so he's like okay fine takes it and goes and then he's like mm, i don't really know how many shots are in it though <laughs> so it's like that's the other thing. It's like you finally he's like, okay, I'll take the gun because, yeah, somebody out there should. Meanwhile, he's going on about how he's not really that great a shot anyways because he's still got to keep his, his concentration spell up and right. if he wants to keep his shield going so that bullet. And, I mean, again, I kind of get this, but his his shield does stop, but we have seen that already established that his, his shield in its own present incarnation can stop bullets. So I was like, yeah. I guess it's useful to shoot back, but really what, it, you know what I mean? I was like, he just has to not get killed by the gunman or again, I don't know, maybe it's in defense of maybe if he's running low on magic and is getting out of steam, but I was like, really, it doesn't, it's just the incoming bullets he has to worry about more than, oh, you know, but whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. But once he starts going and he starts hearing some noises and then he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm not really a very good shot when I can use two hands, but he's like, I'm busy keeping this other stuff going with my left hand, mm-hmm. so I can only use my right hand. Well, I don't know how many bullets I have left anyways. I was like, well, this was a real useful tool for you to get, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like, like, doesn't this become one of those situations where they're like, you really shouldn't because, you know, the armed intruder is more likely to use your own weapon against you or you're more likely to injure yourself or a loved one with, you know, like, I love that you were actually looking at the the street view for the. the <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to see if a, if a tree monster could fit through the doors. 
No, he couldn't. The Walmart Center is very small at that store. <laughs> right? See? Thank you very much. And I mean, it's somewhat pliable because, you know, bushes or bushes and trees are, are somewhat bendable and flexible. Mm. Maybe, maybe that's why it used a lot of the baby trees and stuff. Hey, that's what available. Maybe they to used to have a bigger supple. garden section, but somebody took it out with a tree. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. They couldn't afford to. We could not afford to rebuild it. Chlorophene. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, they're going out the back or whatever. They've gone past Grum and he hears some noises or something so he kind of wanders down and takes a look and the fenced in garden area is no longer all fenced in so there's a big like 10 foot swath missing from fiend the- smash fiend smash and yeah he figures it's going to be all hot and burnt from like ripping it open and like bending and stretching but it's all been like frozen and then just neatly shattered out and so it's all very neat like it was just you know they grab the bolt cutters and cut themselves out Frostwise. All right. It's very neat, neat uh, description how they did that with the, the smashed out frozen stuff. Yeah. Uh, right. It does give you that sort of nice of it just like, and then ping. So he's like, and the air and everything is still cold in that section. So he's like, all right, this is a pretty big clue that it's winter. Yeah. And the so, chlorophene is nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be Damn. seen. So he's like, all right. So he goes off in search of the beetle, um, which takes him a wee bit to find because it's still foggy and he can't see. And, you know, he's like, he doesn't find the car, but he finds a bunch of like leaks and spills and follows those. And sadly, that leads him right to the beetle. And he's like, fuck. Oh, he's like, please Not don't now. be dead. Please Not don't now. be dead. Please don't be dead. <laughs> So juggles his gun and his bracelets and or his shields and things like that, and it's iffy there for a moment. But car gets going, so he starts driving around past the garden center to go to the back of the store because they'd gone out the back doors. And um, lo and behold, his windshield freezes up on him again, like completely instantly. Ice crystals forming and growing like plants on a on a stop motion film. I just love that little description. Like that's like the. Like this little right. well, foreshadowing all, moment for the yeah. and and a reflection of the chlorophene itself too with the plant. Reference. Yes, yes. But again, it is just such a cool image because we've all seen that now on like you know like the the crystal things, yeah. actually you know forming into a whole big thing like looks super cool. However, terrifying. very hard to see through. Yeah, hard not, to see through. Terrifying. Terrifying. Not good. Yeah, especially like you say in in the middle of June. So well, okay, like, just like the roll down the window to stick his head out in Canada. It's very common that you have to start driving before your windshield has defrosted because we don't have time to wait three hours for it to okay, defrost, right? <laughs> Most of us will start going before the windshield wiper has finished defrosting. You oh get my. you let the tiny little bit go, right? Enough to see through, and then you gotta start driving, right? Oh god. All so <laughs> much into the mind. The problem that we normally have when we're on long drives is that it will start to frost up on you as you're driving and using the vehicle. Yes. That might be your thermostat. No, like if you've well, got like if, if she, your car if, is if she really has not let the car properly yeah, yeah, thaw yeah. and and the air inside the car is not warm enough, then yes, as she starts going and breathing, she will start fogging it up and freezing it faster than the heater can defrost the whole thing on her. But even on long drives, if the temperature outside of the temperature inside your car is very different, you're going to start fogging it up and it can start... Um, oh, yeah. And it'll start uh, So you've got the credit card to like scrape the too. inside of the window? I know, but then you have to crack the window in negative 40 and that's cold. <laughs> the point is, is that it is a problem. Um, yes, yeah, so he tries to stick his head out the window and the big old plant monster comes stomping out and tries to smash the car. Does not try. It does. <laughs> does. The beetle's hood. Boom. It does smash. It tries to completely incapacitate and tries to smush Harry. All it succeeds in doing is roughing up the beetle a little bit because thankfully his trunk is at the front and his engine is at the back. So instead of flipping it like it would on most cars that had an engine in the front, he just goes a little whoomp and keeps going and manages to drive into it, <laughs> which is good. That's fine. He's driving and 
he well, tries to hex it down or whatever too, right? And he keeps um, blasting the gas through that or whatever, makes it good old beetle. But then as he's about to, he's like, think of the think of this as payback for all those telephone poles. And I'm like, <laughs> how many telephone? Like, I could see maybe one. Like, I know, like, obviously the beetle has been through a lot because the beetle is no longer blue anymore. You've had you. But again, you've already, you know, mentioned that some of this is like monsters gouging it and things like that. I'm like, honestly, Dresden, how many times have you driven into a telephone? Like, I really hope you're saying this purely for the... The joke aspect of it. <laughs> well, I wrote that down because I was like, I don't think I get it. Like, what, why, why are we, what, what's with the telephone poles? Dresden drives like every day is GTA. Doesn't matter how many, this is, this is how fire hydrants or telephone yeah, poles. Yeah, so hit. for how many telephone poles he's, he's plowed the beetle into, you know, potentially either getting away from things or smashing monsters between him and the, you know what I mean? Uh, but I was just like, surely there can't actually be like that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I hope you're saying this mostly just for that. The humor of the idea, not because you actually, because I was like, really? So he tears the thing apart by driving through it, which like for a tree, I would not. Like, again, if this was like a bush creature, great. You can drive through a bush easily. Driving through a cre- tree, 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 <laughs> a chlorophyll. <laughs> I'm keeping that. <laughs> I would put my odds on the tree, not the car. And this is he, he said, he's like, the mass is all off for this thing, so he wasn't able to flip the car. But I'm like, it's a tree. Trees, that's where you get mass in plants, is a tree. Okay, yes. But he does say, when it, again, it's it's not just a single tree that got up and started attacking him. It did form itself out of a bunch of little trees, right? That's, so it's like yeah. a Lego tree. Okay, so it's weaker. And he has said, like, there are spots where you could, like, when it was chasing him still before I brought the shelf down, he's like, there are spots that are sparser and less dense, right? Because it's just all of this, like, what it's is it? power stuck together. A mighty more of power rangers I get or it, but I still, or- I still just, like... I still think it would be sturdier enough to take out. Yeah, so you got to think that maybe it's not, like, right through, like, a big solid. Because, again, yeah, the trunk on an actual, like... 15-foot-tall tree would be massive. But this is just little baby trees. You could definitely snap a tree with a little driving into it with your car. I and guess. he smashes up into the dumpster, which is also why he's like, good thing it's not fiberglass, because it would have done shit. But you got a big steel dumpster and your big steel car. At least, uh, you know, notoriously, he drives a car made before World War II, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it doesn't crumple quite the same as uh, today's cars do. <laughs> it's a mini tank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I do kind of get it, but I'm like, no, I could see if you get, you know, enough of the weak spots of where it's like joined together by things that, yeah. That just seems as- too lucky for Harry. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, we'll see in a moment that. <laughs> Speaking of lucky, it was the, the, the monster landing in the, ma- the metal trash bin. That was pure luck right there. Yeah, that too. I think mm-hmm. I always thought that was... I was never quite sure, yeah, if it was the car or the... Because at first I thought he meant the car, but then I was, when he says a good thing it wasn't a fiberglass, but then I thought maybe he's meaning the dumpster, that it was a big solid... Because, of course, the beetle wouldn't be... Either way, mm. regardless, I guess it doesn't matter which one he was referring to. Both of them are solid steel and no good for this thing. So he zips away, hoping this is maybe finally, probably, because now that he's, like, severed the thing in half, like, okay, things don't survive that. <laughs> And Murphy's like, what the hell happened? Plant monster, plant monster, and Frosty the snowman. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I took care of it. Let's go. And then the thing again comes crawling out, of, you know, dragging itself forward on its hands. Well, the nice thing about, you know, creating your own sentience is you can decide which half of you has the sentience. <laughs> well, right. And this is what, yeah, he starts discovering later, but. Meddler. 
hissed an alien voice from somewhere near the chlorophene's glowing green eyes. You should never have involved yourself in these affairs. You have no concept of what what is at stake. Die for your arrogance. Villain speech. Die for your arrogance is just like the copy and paste in the Dresden world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, like they do all find him kind of arrogant because he will spit in the face of all of them and never bows down. It's like nonstop. Die for your arrogance. Die for your ignorance. Die for your arrogance. Die for your ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) You will die ignorant because of your arrogance. Yeah, so it starts, like, basically, yeah, grabs him by the neck and the feet or whatever and starts just, like, ripping him in half, which sounds hugely unpleasant. And see, this is, again, where I'm going to pick nits just a little bit because when the ghoul knocked him down, he didn't have enough time, or, no, that was more the concentration. When Grum grabbed him in the apartment, he's like, it's too late for my shield bracelet because the thing already had a chokehold on him and he couldn't reach his blasting rod. But here, this thing again has a grip like around his neck or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure. And he tries for the for the shield. So I'm like, so it, you were too close. You were already, you know, couldn't do it then. But here, you're gonna try for the desperate move. Okay. However, yeah, he does say like the paragraph before that that he's like, my vision was blocking out. My head felt like I was trapped in a slowly tightening vice. I tried to gather forces. I was like, he's he's wavering. Okay. That straw, I know, but he yeah. was in the other one too. Cause no, nah, he was wasn't ch- nearly as fucked up in Maybe the apartment, though. Like quite ass, because here This is way less like, sleep, this is way less power, because he's been thrown off. Like, by the time he got to the apartments, zero spells okay, have been shot. By the time he gets here, he's used I mean, up all yeah, his yeah, like, way less power, exactly. Like, there he was sort of like, it's too late, it's up close, I'm not gonna get a shield up between he me and this thing that's think. Old. he's freaking out. I guess, maybe that's all it is. But it doesn't matter, because as soon as he starts trying to get anything out of the bracelet... It gets ripped off his arm anyways. Right. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. And he's losing concentration. And, and now, yes, between the... Getting a little stupid with the mist. Right. Now, just, the, as you say, the blacking out and lack of oxygen combined with not being able to keep the spell up. And then, boom, 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 you get the chainsaw again. Murphy, Murphy with, with the, the rescue. Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. She takes care of that. And he's kind of, <laughs> he tumbles free. Like, again, like, so just how high up did this massive thing... Because, again, you know, before when I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, you know eight feet up, you know, but you're like, again, are you like like 12 feet up in the air? Like, that's still a pretty big drop, even for you, you know, unless you kind of tumbled down, like, through it, and it broke your fall as you went. I was like, I still think that's gotta be a pretty... It was half the size now. I was just gonna say, I just remembered, yeah, I guess that's true, (laughs) it's not it's not full height anymore, so, okay. Then, Murphy starts dragging Harry. They hear gunshots and she starts dragging him. Yeah, see that too, I was like, she was too injured to, like, hop. Well, like, hobble on her own. And I, I get that whole... You know, adrenaline. Lift a car off your kids, kind of, and I'm sure some of that is going. But again, right? I'm like, that seems like like adrenaline or not. If your leg is that messed up, it's just not going to be. You know what I mean? Like you can't will a broken leg to support your weight, kind of a thing, right? Yeah, we've brought up that family f- friend who's just about as tall as Harry. I don't think I could drag him anywhere at full con- full yeah. peak physical condition. No. And then even if I was Murphy, who actually does go to the gym and work out and tries to be strong. Still only five feet. Like, I was like, I wouldn't be able to drag him far at all when he's dead weight like he is right now. Yeah. Like, not really that. Lady. And yeah, your leg is fucked up. He and went. that's even more what I, because I was like, yeah, I could see maybe dragging him a little ways. At, definitely he couldn't go far. But yeah, but especially with this fucked up leg, I'm like, you can support yourself and now you're going to manage. And if you're sort of like on the ground, like if you're more sitting, I'm like, that's an even worse position to try and drag that much extra weight. You know what I mean? If she's down on the ground and not using your like and just I'm like yeah that's the I kind just, of physical exercise that's gonna get you bound to mad for the next couple <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 what 
Um, I do but, like, though, that eventually she is just like, Harry, you gotta get me into the car now. Like, that's it. I hurt myself too much dragging you over here. Now you get me in the car. Yeah, because that's when the other thing is, because that's when the, the lone gunman is still out there. Right. So the ghouls run off. We don't see her again. Grum, they... they <laughs> Fire I'm blasted. Not, I'm not gonna phrase it that way. Um, beat back to the the... Wait, now I want to hear what you were going to say. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say they beat off Grum, but they, <laughs> they, they didn't. They they scared off or beat back sent or sent him packing back to Fairyland. And the tigress? And yeah, I already said the ghoul oh, right, she was took the ghoul. off. And then the planet fiend, but they still have this gunman that's been shooting at them. And they start getting shot at again when Murphy takes out this thing with the chainsaw mm-hmm. and finishes it off with it like right between the eyes. Yeah, while they're being shot at, she drags Harry to the car. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? So that's why she's, yeah. And so, but then she's finally like, hey, 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 like, come on, you gotta finally, you know, like, I can't draw, you know, she's like, I can't get us both into the car. I can't drive the car. I can't, like, right? So, move it, mister. Mm-hmm. Finally gets him just enough that, yeah, and once they start getting away, then he kind of clears up a little bit more, but. <laughs> so, Murphy got there Go. in her own vehicle, right? Yes. So, that's been left behind. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they met there. Oh. But that's okay. I'll come back mm-hmm. another time. Once all the cops and fire department is... Have taken down all the license plate numbers to see who was in the Walmart when shit went down. (laughs) Is my thinking. Like, she's left behind such evidence, like... Fair point. Oh, well. Not that it'll matter anyways. I'm just like, you know. It doesn't matter, but yeah. I just always was like, you're just gonna leave your car and your license plate right there for everyone to see? Because I was like, even if she lost her weapons, it could be one thing to be like, even though guns are supposed to be registered, even if she lost like, you know, like a knife or whatever else, or her fingerprints were all over the chainsaw or like, I don't know, like, I don't know how you're going to get out of that Mm, one, lady. Right. Because like, if this was a crime scene. If it was. (laughs) Thankfully, though, it's not. Thankfully, cops in Chicago are really shitty at their job because, well, nicely, they're going to put Murphy on the scene, I guess. Right, they're going to send her and she'll be be the one to be like, (laughs) I was just early on the scene. Exactly, yeah. My car was already at the Walmart. I just pulled up when you guys pulled up. Yeah. Right? It's totally still warm. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Don't real worry. convenient. I'll check out the chainsaw, guys. There's no actual bodies, though, because the ghoul ran away. Nothing right, else. but it's still actually. a robbery. It's still a break-in. Somewhat that way. But so I was mayhem, gonna say, really? It's mayhem. But again, like at least all people. the people that... I was going to say, they're going to be less, and you know, that'll be up to Walmart to figure there. out, like, did everybody just get, like, drunk and have a party here last night or something? Like, fucking Walmart employees, you know? Because, yeah, nobody's going to... Yeah, nicely, though, that'll be SI to come in and be like, somebody put acid in the air vents, and you all got roofied while you were shopping. <laughs> Mass hallucinated. I don't know how drugs work, so I don't know which drug would do it. You don't, but I'm the, sure SI that's could okay. say okay. Why, why don't we just get to the next chapter? And <laughs> I am a connoisseur of drugs, and I know how they all work. No, just, just murder and weapons, apparently. Yes. <laughs> which is ironic, because don't they say women are, you know, usually like 50 times more likely to poison somebody than... Thank you for being the exception, Jessica. I would use antifreeze. Mm, there you go. Back to poison. It's only mm. traceable if you're looking for antifreeze. Moving oh. on. People, if I ever die, check for antifreeze. <laughs> no! It tastes like Gatorade. You'll be fine. <laughs> Dark. I am now put off Gatorade for life. <laughs> this concludes our episode 9.15, Weed Killer. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. Please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. 